0: well for those of you that are listening welcome to 2022 for those of you who are watching before this arrives on spotify apple iheart and etc it is technically new year's eve and i'm recording my final podcast of 2021 why did I wait until the actual eve? I mean, it is the eve. Like if you're on the East Coast of the United States of America, it is currently 7.15 p.m. I'm not, so it's not that late for me. But why did I choose tonight randomly to stream live when no one expects me to stream live? No one. I didn't tell anyone I was streaming. I have no viewers right now. Um, why did I choose now? I don't know. I don't have an answer. All I know is I wanted to make sure that I finished this chapter in my life, this this book in my life, before I headed into 2022. I wanted to make sure I was done. I've said so much. And of course, there will always be more to discuss. And there'll be things that I'll forget and I'll wish I had mentioned. I know this season, I never wrote anything down. Re- not really. didn't have bullet points. I knew what I wanted to talk about each episode. And I just... Did it, you know, and the guests that I had on this season, I'm really grateful for, Um, you know, they each they were handpicked because I wanted their specific outlooks on dating relationships and most specifically dealing with narcissists Um, to show that, you know, this isn't just something I'm discussing because it's something that I'm coming to terms with or going through. This is a thing. You know, it's it's trending now. It's on social media. It's most specifically on TikTok, and the trend will end probably with this year. To be honest with you, but it's not going to stop that from being a thing. And unfortunately, you know, the real hardcore narcissists out there, they will continue and they will prevail. Right. So you can't win them all. But but for every little bit of you know person that managed to get educated from my podcast this season and for those of you who have not listened to it you can listen to some like it hot if you're you know just tuning in on my Twitch or whatever um on Spotify listen to every episode of this season and um you can really get a full painted portrait a full puzzle put together of what it's like to not only date a narcissist but to be raised by one to be friends with one Um, what it's like to be abused by them over and over again and, and not specifically one narcissist, many narcissists, because what I've discussed and I've discovered over the course of my counseling this year and sharing this with everybody is, you know, I, I, not only did I date the same person over and over again, but I also became friends with the same people over and over again. They looked different, they had different names, but their agendas were all the same. Um, you know my mom she used to describe it as i had a light around me and that you know people were drawn to it but the thing is it wasn't just a light it was an uh, um an innocence um a youthfulness and a naivete that specific people like narcissists were drawn to like moths to a flame because they were they knew this was someone they could vampire all of that energy, all of that positivity, all of that hope and dreams, and they could, um, you know, try to make it their own and then destroy you in the process so they could feel better about themselves. That's that's the end game with a lot of narcissists. So, But today, I really wanted to kind of put a pin in it, put a cap on it, give you the final thoughts of this part of my life as I move forward into 2022. And it wouldn't be fair if I didn't discuss the narcissist deep within. And I hope you really listen all the way to the end because I'm going to discuss the narcissist deep within you as well and and how and, how and why that's possible. And it's really strange because I did not intend to ever have any movies or books to talk about um I know a lot of people they reference a lot of books and stuff um especially on TikTok you know read this book talk about but literally are you going to no you're listening to me because you don't want to read a fucking book right (laughs) so I I haven't really referenced a lot of stuff but I randomly watched a movie last week well not so randomly but I watched a movie last week when it premiered and did not watch it thinking it would have any relevance to this topic um but it did Uh, and so for those of you who haven't seen it yet, don't worry, I'm not going to do too many spoilers, but I did watch the matrix resurrections. And of course, lots of people had horrible things to say about it. Negative reviews. Um, of course they went into it, you know, wanting to wanting it to be like the first matrix movie, but then better somehow. I don't know. Um, it's new, it's different that's what you should hope for from a reboot of a franchise. Um, it has all the same cast members for the most part. That's what you should hope for from all of the, um, you know, rebooted franchises. Hello. Um, yes, I am live by the way, for those of you who are listening, if you didn't get that by now. (laughs) So, but anyway, so that, that, so the thing about that movie, and I I just want to touch base on that very quickly is I feel like the new Matrix movie, for people who haven't seen it, um, first of all, you need to watch the first three, um, especially before you watch it, like soon, because otherwise you won't, you really won't understand it. Although they do give a lot of flashbacks, but I said this on my Facebook and I will pretty much, this will make it the easiest way to explain it as far as the movie is concerned. Then i will then talk about what, what, how it became relevant to today's topic. Um, there's two, there's another movie that came out and I also watched that as well. It was called don't look up and that was on Netflix. And of course everybody's singing that one's praises, right? But Netflix has a way of, um, botting a lot of the internet and social media and making sure something goes viral so everyone talks about it and then everybody watches it a la Tiger King and Bird Box and all these other things. They have a way of making it seem like there's a great buzz around a movie through social media, but they actually pay a lot of people to do that and then everybody else and all the sheep do it as well, right? So the they're pretty much the same movie. The Matrix is warning you about where we are today and how much it's like what we, we were trying to avoid from the first three movies and and some other topics in there. We'll get into that, right? And then Don't Look Up, which is a comedy, dark comedy situa- science fiction movie, is warning you about where we are today and how, if anything like this ever happened, how poorly we would handle it, right? Because we're just so We're just so not in tune with our reality and our humanity, right? And that's the same thing in The Matrix. Those movies are pretty much the same movie. The only difference between The Matrix and Don't Look Up is the people that don't like the Matrix movie but like Don't Look Up prefer to have their information spoon-fed to them. They prefer to watch a movie like Don't Look Up where there's references to Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump and current events and lots of celebrities that they can recognize and jokes that make sense to them and current objects and items that they know of like smartphones and Hermes bags to help ease the information to them simpler and then to have characters like... um uh i can't remember her name right now but yeah whatever her name is with the red short hair i can't remember her name from all the x-men movies but whatever so have her like be the person who says what we're all thinking and screaming it and being very blunt and very to the point to spoon feed that information to the audience right whereas in the matrix you really have to pay attention you have to listen to every nuance of what they're saying. You have to understand the layers of everything that they're talking about from the movie to the um to the business stuff that was going on behind the scenes in Making The Matrix to the the, the LGBTQ stuff and then they're breaking the fourth wall. There was so many layers to that movie that I, I get it. I get why someone who doesn't think that deep, who doesn't understand who didn't invest that much in, into the, the franchise, would not like that movie. Because if you didn't know that Lana Wachowski was transgendered and that Warner Brothers was going to take The Matrix and make it without her because they owned the rights to it and it was going to be a shitty... You think that was bad? It was going to be worse. And she was showing you this is what they were planning on doing and this is what we stopped them from doing. This is what I changed it to so that they couldn't touch it anymore. In a, in a sense... The movie was good because of the stuff that it touched on, but she also kind of made the movie bad on purpose. So it wouldn't. So this is the thing, right? If they want to make another Matrix, Warner Brothers will. Right. But if it does bad, you won't have to worry about Matrix five, Matrix six, Matrix seven. She literally she literally torpedoed her own movie so that they'd leave the three alone. And she and she said that so she sort of said that in some of the interviews like they were going to do it. So I did it. And, and I sat down with Keanu and everybody else. And we said, how can we do this where we won't d- destroy the memory of the old ones, but we won't let them take it, make it so that they keep making more and more and more like the son of Neo. And the because da, da, da. that's what they were going to do to the Matrix. Right. So you have to understand the intricacies of all of that to get that movie. Regardless, put that to the side. The reason that I brought that up in the first place is because inside of that movie, the the core story is that in the original, it was all about how Trinity, Neo's girlfriend, was always believing in him. I believe in you. You're the one. I know you can do this. I believe in you. I I believe in him, right? And it wasn't just her, it was a lot of people did, right? And so they built him up, they believed that he was the savior and they just followed along to whatever he could do. He was a wonderful, you know, great man, whatever, that's not right. So now in this movie, you find out that actually in order for there to be a real change, in order for them to really be able to topple the system, right, topple the machine that's taken over and how did it take over? Well, look at the world we live in now. We live inside the exact world they said we shouldn't live inside. Of course, it's not us in pods. Well, maybe. It's not us in pods, right? But we're in our iPhones. We wear our AirPods. <laughs> I mean, I know so many millennials that I'm around all the time. And I have to be like, oh, hey, can you? And they're like, wait, what? Because they're not even tapped into reality. They literally always have something playing TikTok, music, whatever. And they have their hair or their hoodie covering their AirPods all the time they're always tapped into the machine. They're always looking at it. They need it for validation. It's where they order their food. It's where they order their clothes. It's how they met their girlfriend or boyfriend. The machine has completely taken over. One of the things I thought was really great that they did was they they acknowledged that there were no more phone booths and how that made it easier for the machines to keep tabs on us and harder for us to get out of the matrix because there were no, there were no landlines, right, and I was like, isn't that funny because the system, the, the, the industry made it so there's no landlines, and I was like, so if this really was the matrix, they did a bang-up job getting rid of the only escape hatch we had, and so it, it, they did a really good job, but you have to appreciate every nook and cranny of it, and so as the story persists, and without doing too many spoilers, um, you know it becomes less about him 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 and more about them and more about you know yes he's trying to save her but she he needs her too they only they can save each other and the thing about the matrix the thing about the internet the thing about social media the thing about the world we live in today and this was the underlying story to the matrix uh, revelation of uh, resurrections sorry <laughs> is that In the last 15 years, all of that technology has made us believe we don't need each other anymore. Has made us believe that, yeah, so you have someone that you love, but you can find another. Look, you can swipe right and you can find a Look, you just found another girl who likes something else that your girlfriend didn't like. You just found a guy who has a way hotter body than your boyfriend. You know, you could do this. You can be that. Just click this button. You can do this. This whole machine has made us believe that we don't ever need anyone, that we can just block someone and be done with them, that we don't need love or we can find love over and over again, that everything is replaceable. You you don't even hold on to anything. Nothing even has any value anymore. This has no value. This is from less than three years ago, my iPhone, and it has less value than the new iPhone, because there's a new one every year, because nothing has any value. Nothing matters. Your time doesn't matter. What you're doing doesn't matter. Your money doesn't matter. Nothing matters. You don't even see your money. It's just buttons. It's just dots. The government can just magically give you more. (laughs) Like it makes it so that the world that we live in, although it's not like the movie visually, metaphorically, we live in the matrix. And that was the point of the movie. And the, and, the, and the story underneath all of it is showing how, um, for instance, now, this is, now if, you don't, if you didn't see The Matrix Revolutions, this might be a little bit of a spoiler, but I don't think it's going to spoil the ending, but it is a spoiler to what's going on with the characters in the movie. So if you don't want to hear, I'm going to start right now, count to 60 seconds and go. In the movie, Trinity is another woman, right, she's not Trinity, she, they're back in the matrix, they're living, you know, inside that fake world, and in this version of that fake world, her name is Tiffany, and Tiffany has kids, and she's married to a man named Chad, and if you know what a Chad is, which is another layer, a Chad is used on online to describe kind of a douchebag, you know, a controlling husband, a gym rat, uh, a misogynist, right, so that's a Chad, right, sometimes all three, right. So so anyway, I'm running out of time. So the Matrix, what they did, what the machines did is they used the fact that she has a husband and children to keep her docile, to keep her home, to keep her in her regular wifely, motherly routines, and to keep her from remembering that she's a badass bitch. And I love that about the movie because... That's exactly what it's like for a woman when she's married, in America, especially in America. It's all about kind of taking away our our personality, who we are, what we bring to the world for ourselves, our passion, right? And making us that a Chad's husband, you know, or a Chad's wife, sorry, making a Chad our husband and making us his wife to the point where we are erased. Uh, the way that I... Um, relate to that character is as a military spouse i have been called for the entirety of my marriage a dependent the dependent and i've been called um which of course by the way there's a slang for it if you don't have a job and you're married in the military uh you're called a dependapotamus that's what they call you right because they get fat and they sit around and they just take all their husband's money that's what they call them um when they refer to your husband or your wife, depending on who the soldier is in the marriage, they call them your sponsor, right? So they erase you as a person. You're not their spouse. You're not their wife or husband. You're their dependent and they're your sponsor. Does that sound romantic to you? No. Does that sound like love? No. And if your spouse is constantly being told, oh, who's your dependent? Who's your dependent? Is your dependent this? Did your dependent do that? Who are you sponsoring? Imagine how that what that's like in the brain of the person who is always being sent overseas. Imagine what that's like in the brain of the person who is constantly being separated from the person that they said I do to, right? And they said that they love to and they said their vows to. But they're always referencing their their soulmate as the dependent. As as something that was sponsored. It's, that's not a relation. That's not even, that doesn't even sound kind, right? So it's how the machine sucks people in and churns them and churns them and turns them into something usable and viable and destroys them. The whole point of the, 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 what the machines try to do specifically in the movie, The Matrix Resurrections, is they try to keep neo and trinity apart because if they're together they're stronger that way if they if they know that they can be together and they can do anything together that scares the machines that scares the system right so that's why they're always trying to break them up that's why that's why we have porn on twitter and instagram that's why there's so many websites to destroy relationships but to make sure that guys pay a lot of money to see whatever they're seeing on OnlyFans. (laughs) That's why there's the world we live in today, because it benefits the machine and the system to destroy love, because love isn't profitable enough for them. The end of love is, the beginning of love is, right? Selling it on You know, eHarmony commercials and Valentine's Day is coming up, right? That's the profitable love. But then after that, they have to do everything in their power to make men lust after other women, to sell more products that men need to dye their hair or supplements to make their muscles bigger to attract more women and vice versa to get women to buy more makeup to get their boobies done to do whatever they can to attract more men because it's more profitable for us to be lonely and always looking at the next person than to be bonded and to be safe and to be sound with one person for a very long time okay so now that I've explained to you why I like that movie and maybe you should watch it again if you haven't or if you if you already did I'm talking to some people in the chat um, and watch it with a new set of eyes because there was a very deep story in there. There was. It's hard to see because I know people were distracted by the fact that they talk about the Matrix games and there was a lot of jokes in it and there was way too many flashbacks. I agree 100% with you. And uh, there were so many flashbacks. I was like, they didn't need this many. They honestly didn't need that many. But I get it. You got to know the movie is 20. 20- plus years old the original movie is 20 plus years old and there are people who weren't even born that are going to be watching it on hbo max and didn't bother to watch the first three so for them the flashbacks were necessary for us they weren't right there was it was it was a lot it was too many but as far as the story they were trying to tell as far as how they're explaining this is the world we live in now we warned you about the matrix and then you fell right into it you took that blue pill and you take that pill every day for the rest of your life And for those of us who are on medications like that, that that one hit hard too. That comment in the movie hit hard too. So, all right, I'm going to take a little break and we're going to come right back and we're going to discuss the narcissist within you and me and we right after this. Nikia Nightshade, Some Like It Hot is brought to you by the Beat House Cosmetics and their latest Legacy Eyeshadow Palette, with titles like Birthright, Heirloom, Estate, and Inheritance. This mother-daughter duo, black family-owned company, is making sure to bring a little bit of legacy right to your face. TheBeatHouseCosmetics.com. Use hashtag SomeLikeItHot and get yourself a lovely little discount. You can also find it at City Trends nationwide all right welcome back so if you're listening right now you can always check out clips of my podcast on my social media nakia nightshade all one word on all platforms of course there are a little a few fake ones out there so beware but on tiktok instagram twitter those are me i've made most of my accounts private um you know going into 2022 honestly i i have a a little bit of a career change that's happening in my life right now. I, I'm i not really comfortable talking about it online. I don't want to jinx it. It's a little soon I, in this change in my life. But um, I actually really like it. <laughs> so I think that it's going to be a little break. Like, you guys are really not going to see me for a while on Twitch or... I mean, I might still do some TikToks, but I think Twitch I'm going to back burner for a while and the podcast is not going to come back for a couple of months so I need I need time I'm also moving and that's kind of nerve-wracking because I haven't decided how that's going to go yet there's just a lot of change happening and it's different because it's not that like faulty change um where you're like new year new me or <laughs> 2022 I'm gonna do this and that no these are things that are being made to happen to me I'm, I didn't ask for them they're just happening and I'm just going with it I'm doing the best that I can Um, you know, just to give a little reprieve to my year, it started with my dog being really sick, uh, a lot of personal problems in my life, Uh, my dog died, and more personal problems in my life. And then I had a really wacky summer where I took the summer off from streaming, and I went out and started partying and doing all this stuff I haven't done in years, um, hangovers are still not fun. They're actually worse now than they were when I was younger, which is great. Um, But I didn't mean to get hangovers that much, but I did. There was a couple of pretty rough mornings. And, you know, and then I've made a few changes in my personal life and in my professional life that have really, a lot's happened. And I have to say that, you know, between the counseling and the therapy and everything else that I took on this year, I mean, it's been a whirlwind of a year. And I know that you can't change overnight, but I don't think the changes that happened to me, although albeit they're they're dramatic and different, I don't think they happened overnight. I think they were always come they were happening, but it was like I had an awakening. So everything that was kind of there just kind of clicked on. I don't know how to explain it. It's like you it's like it's like having a big mansion. There was a whole other wing to this mansion. I have known it was there. I just never went into it, never turned the lights on never took a look around but I knew there were rooms and stuff there you know that's my brain like I just never went into this wing of my brain before but I have now and you know a lot's changed in like the last six months I don't know how I grew up so fast hopefully I didn't age as fast as my brain grew up (laughs) but I, I have and it's okay I like it don't be afraid of it um you know, what I've what I've learned is that you can grow and you can change and you can evolve as a person and still not hurt other people and still not blame other people and still have love in your heart. So for those of you who are out there who have hurt others in your change, in your new year, new you or whatever you've done in, in the past. Yeah, you chose to do that because you can change and you can grow and you cannot hurt people in the process because I've managed to do that and I've come a long way, and to say it like that sounds very narcissistic, but I have to admit something. I have a little bit of narcissism in me. Shocking, right? Shocking, Um, and we talked about that on the last podcast where my guest had said, you know, the more people you're, when you're around certain people for a very long time, it kind of rubs off on you, you know, it kind of it kind of rubs off on you. Um, most of the time, it's people who changed around you. Yeah, that happens too. That happens too. Um, but I wanted to say this, and I I don't know if I'll be able to word it as perfectly as I did when I was on an edible the other night. Um, <laughs> you know, you have these great epiphanies when you're on an edible, and then you don't write it down. <laughs> but I remember it. Just enough of it so that I can use it in the podcast. So I'll say this. um, You know, we all have a little bit of a narcissist in us now. All of us. None of us are innocent from it. There's a little bit of narcissism inside all of us. But the reason for that is because of the machine. We're all attached to our phones, and we have reflections of ourselves in our phones we look at every single day. We never did that. As human beings on this planet, we never had a little shiny electrical mirror in our phone, or excuse me, in our hand all day long so we could keep looking at ourselves all day long. Sure, you don't, I'm, I mean, I'm sure some of you don't look at your pictures all day long, but you kinda do. You kinda do, right? Sometimes you go to your profile, but you still see your little profile picture. You still be like, mm, maybe I should change that. You still post a selfie. You still, you know, look at other people and sort of, whether you like it or not, subconsciously even um, mirror yourself or compare yourself to them. So this person's showing they got a new house and you're like, oh, whatever, bitch. Or this person's showing that, you know, they lost 20 pounds. And you're like, oh, whatever, bitch, you know. And so it's this all day long introspective self you know obsessed absorbed um behavior that was not normal for us all to have yes there were people like that throughout time there were always narcissists throughout time there were beautiful people who caught a glimpse of themselves in their in uh, the reflection in the water narcissists and narcissists <laughs> and that's that's the whole point right but it wasn't everyone but now it is I mean even our parents right our grandparents if they are on social media I, I gotta tell you something I mean I know that I know my mom and my dad are probably gonna be like can you leave us alone but I, I can't I can't you're my parents It is awkward seeing my parents pose for selfies. It's awkward. (laughs) I know for them, they're like, why? Why is it awkward? It's like, because you never did that. Because growing up, I never saw my mom take a fucking disposable camera and go, (laughs) that never happened, right? She didn't like get a filter and make herself look different. But that's what the machine did to her, right? The machine did that. My mom's not narcissistic. My mom doesn't even wear makeup. But the machine still got her using filters and taking selfies and being like, do I look cute today? And I'm like, "What? okay, mom. All right. And my dad does it too. Is that, does that make them bad people? No, that's everyone. And But that's the little portion of narcissism that the machine gave to us. And they twisted it and they use it to turn us against each other. Um, I have to make this about me because otherwise if I don't, then I'm not being fair. I have to be fair and and say what, what I've done and who I am. But I just wanted to say one thing about me and my partner, right? When we first got together, um, I didn't even have a smartphone. I had this whole thing where I went off the grid for like a year and I didn't even have a smartphone. I wasn't even using social media. I didn't even get an Instagram till like 2016, 2015, 2016. So I was perfectly fine not being in that world. And my partner was perfectly fine not really being in that world as well, though he, I think he had a few things, but he didn't really have like a, he didn't have an iPhone. We weren't constantly on social media. We didn't have, we didn't have Snapchat, right? We didn't have all that stuff but then that stuff came into our lives first through him then through me then more through him and it did damage because we kept seeing reflections of ourselves and we kept seeing other people and their lives and what the the temptation and the the heightened reality of their lives and what was being shown to us i'm super guilty of going on there and being like ooh i don't like myself and like revamping myself and revamping myself and revamp how many hairstyles have you guys seen me have since i've been on here like a thousand i had how many hairstyles this year like four (laughs) five (laughs) you know what i mean like i i know i know what i do now of course it's a little different because i've been in the entertainment industry my entire life i like to perform i like to play characters i like to change my image specifically for whatever it is i'm doing um but that's a hard pill to swallow when your partner isn't in that life. So all they see is you like preening, posing, being sexy, you know, that can get, they can make them jealous and it can make them want to do it too. You know, they want to be beautiful too. They want to seem attractive too. They want to get likes too, right? Because that's the world we live in. I want to be liked too. I want to go viral I want to have this and that, right? I'm not saying that for me. I've already gone viral. I have legs. Like, <laughs> there she goes again. There she goes again. No, but I mean, but I'm saying like, but, but that's what everybody wants. Even when they say they don't, secretly you all do because the machines made you want it. And a lot of us will say, oh, I don't care. I'm not even trying. I don't even care but secretly we all have, you know, I get away with it a little bit because I can be like, well, I don't give a shit. I don't care about Twitch. I don't care about TikTok, whatever, but I've gone viral on both. I've had good views. I've, I've been rated by, you know, popular streamers. I've had that, I've had those moments. So I know what it feels like and I know what it feels like to lose it too. You know, I think that We have a really scary road ahead of us as a society with this pending metaverse from Facebook and the never ending, it seems like this will never end the social media. Like we've gone through so many trends in our lifetimes and so many phases and so many, you know, moments in time. We used to have, there used to be a show on VH1 called I Love and it used to talk about like, I love the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, right? Each decade had its own thing we can't get rid of Instagram or Facebook at all. That's, we're going into our third, we're in our third decade of them existing. Our third decade of, we're heading into our third decade of social media. You know, if we go all the way back to like MySpace and stuff, you know what I mean? We're in our, we're heading into a never ending spiral of me, 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 you know, exploiting our relationships exploiting people cheating online secret dms all this shit like it just seems like it's never going to end it can end if we want it to but not enough of us do which brings me back to the matrix movie because one of the things they said in the matrix movie right to your face was some people want to be batteries some people want to be in the matrix they like it there They want to be in the metaverse. They'd rather be an avatar than be themselves. They'd rather be like Madonna. If you haven't seen Madonna lately, go to her Instagram. I implore you, all of you, today. Now, if you're listening now, now at the same time while you're watching me and listening, tab me. Go to Madonna's Instagram. That's not her. That's an app. That's a cartoon. But she'd rather be that than herself. Because the internet made it so enticing and so easy to do. Some people would rather be the person that they've created on the internet or they've made new friends and they've made themselves into something new than who they are inside. They don't want to be seen by their old friends, their old lovers anymore. The way that they, who they are, they want to be seen as the creation, right? They give themselves a new name. Write a new nickname, a new tag, or new whatever at so and so. They change their body. They change whatever because they don't like who they are inside. And the machine feeds that. And I can say that because it's happened to me too. I've had many names, I've been many people, I've had many lives. One of my girlfriends, she's young. She says, you're immortal. I'm like, I'm not immortal. Trust me, I'm not immortal. She's like, no, you've had so many lives. I'm like, yeah, I'm not immortal. I'm just squeezing as much out of this motherfucker as I can before I go. That's all. (laughs) You only have one life. But I'll tell you this. If I could have had one good partner throughout most of this, I would have. It's hard to find someone you can trust. It's hard to find someone to fall back and rely on, to be weak with, to be vulnerable with, to know that they won't hurt you or steal from you and they'll be there for you when you're sick or if something happens to you. You know, as a military wife, a lot of the the spouses, the sponsors, the one thing that they really come to rely on the wives for, especially if they go into active combat, is a, is a partner who will be there for them if a limb gets blown off, if they end up wheelchair bound for the rest of their lives. And, and trust me, there have been some spouses that leave and then there have been spouses that stay. It's not easy to find that. And it's getting harder and harder and harder because people are pairing off. People are going solo dolo. They're all mad. The men are mad at the women. The women are mad at the men. The ugly losers are fueling the fire by trolling online. It's it's a shit show. And I've had to come to terms with my own inner narcissist. And I think you should too. I think you need to look in the mirror and say, what is some of the things I've done that I keep going? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. You know those thoughts. You keep telling yourself, no, that's not so bad. Or I didn't mean it like that. Or I didn't do that. Or, you know, you try to forget it. You need to deal with it. You know, I'm not perfect. I've made mistakes. And then there's things that I've done that I'm not ashamed of. But I can understand how it could hurt my partner too. I don't believe it's right to cheat or anything like that. I've, I've never done th- do that in this relationship or anything like that. But I do believe I've done and said things that I have to atone for. and I And I have and I'm willing to. But I think that a lot of people in this day and age don't want to. You'd rather just... Go offline for a little while, hey, I'm getting off social media for a little while, guys. I'm not gonna be on my Facebook for a little while, guys, right? Who's that? who's doing that? That's the person who done said too much, did too they were doing too much, and now they <laughs> so now they're gonna they're gonna sign out of their Facebook and their Instagram and pretend like they don't care and not say anything or not post but watch because they they don't know how to deal with what they did, right, or they'll block someone. Hashtag cancel someone because we just don't want to deal with what we did. It's easier to run in the other direction than face the firing squad, than make amends. But I got to tell you, the easy way is the way you end up living with pain and regret for the rest of your life. Because this year, I've decided to choose the hard way every single step. I have chosen to do things that I normally would run away from because it was easier to do that. It would be much easier for me to make a lot of certain decisions heading into 2022. That would make my life a lot simpler. I could live a a lot easier, breathe a lot lighter if I just chose a lot of these things that I'm choosing to say, I don't know if that's the right way. I've said things to people to their face this year. I would never say to people's face. Not in a rude way, just in a very upfront, direct way. These are people I just met. But I don't play games with people anymore. I don't bite my tongue. Sometimes I'll listen a little bit longer than I'll speak. I know that's weird, right? (laughs) But I, I have learned that trying to avoid a problem does not make it go away. I've had to go head on to, with a lot of problems this year. I've had to face a lot of my fears and I have more to face. And I'm going to tell you, going into the new year with COVID still a thing and a possible future shutdown as a thing, you need to deal with you first. Whatever it is you've been putting off, whatever it is you've been afraid to do, Whatever introspective, analytical things you need to do to make yourself a better person, you need to do that. Because I can promise you it will help you deal with everything else. Che uh, Rivera is the name of the character on And Just Like That, the Sex and the City reboot. I cannot remember the name of the actress or the actor, she says she goes by she and they or something like that i don't know whatever but i can't i can't remember her she her her name right i can't remember her name so on the show she's she plays a non-binary sexually fluid blah 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 right an lgbtq check every box character right okay whatever She's a lesbian with very dykish looks, and I love her, right? That's what she is, and that's fine. She sleeps with Ben too great. She's bi. Awesome. Whatever. Love her to death. I think she's hot. I'd go for it. Sure, why not? Give me a taste. Well, I don't want a taste, but she can have a (laughs) taste. But anyway, so (laughs) so what what she said was really interesting in an interview. She said that she used to be constipated. (laughs) Welcome to the nightshade show. (laughs) She used to be constipated and she had a weight issue and she had like Crohn's disease and all these health issues, right? Where she couldn't go to the bathroom. She was always feeling bloated and fat and gross and whatever, right? But that was also when she was still living in the closet. And that when she finally came out of the closet and decided that she was going to live in her truth every day of her life and that she was going to speak her truth in her writings and when she's on stage as a comedian and in, in whatever she does, that she just let it all out, literally, figuratively and physically. And all of a sudden, living in her truth, facing her fears and being a better person, even though it was extremely hard for her to do that and like owning her shit, she was able to ship. and she lost a lot of weight, and she didn't have as many problems. I know that that seems like a weird transition, but I have to tell you, a lot of your health issues stem from holding things in. Not just your shit, not just your sneezes, that happens too. Don't hold your sneezes in. Or your farts. I said it. Welcome to my classy show. This is how I end 2021, of course, naturally. Toilet humor. <laughs> Why not? Let's finish with a nice wet chart. <laughs> I'll, I'll work one up before the end of the, street, the podcast. <laughs> but by holding all of that stuff in, physical stuff and emotional stuff, you make yourself more sick. You make yourself more in pain. A darker person. I hope that going into the new year, that there's an open dialogue between me and my partner, with honesty. Burps too, yeah, right. <laughs> I hope that there's um a more dialogue between my parents and I. Although I, I really could use less dialogue with my dad. I love you, dad, but I mean my dad just I don't he, he's fine. He he he's an oversharer. He'll start talking about one thing and then all of a sudden somehow we're back in 1978 and we're in a conversation that I didn't need to know about. But that's my dad. <laughs> so sometimes there's some things you can keep to yourself. But for the most part, I'm looking forward to having more open and honest relationships with everyone. My friends, my family, and with all of you. I think that this year definitely did that. I know that this podcast season was nothing like the podcast I did before. My streams this year were few and far between. I know I'm completely different than the girl that you guys were introduced to when Nakia Nightshade emerged in 2017, I think. It's been three years, something like that, right? So three or four years. So I understand I'm different. But that's because I've grown and I've changed and I've evolved. And I'm super happy. Sorry, (laughs) I'm super happy about the person that i become. I'm really proud. It took a long time. I don't mean to cry, but that's why I wanted to do this today because I don't want to talk about this after. But considering what I went through the beginning of this year that you none of you really know what I went through. The fact that I'm sitting here looking this fucking good and being this fucking successful, and I will knock on wood for that. I am. Thank you, God, is a testament to how when you let people try to break you, but they don't, you become stronger. For fucking real. And I am much stronger than I was going into 2021 I'm going to be a strong-ass bitch going into 2022. And for that, I thank you, my love, because that's the last gift that you gave to me. I am going to be a much stronger, much more powerful, much more confident person than I've ever been before. Because I learned about who I am, where I've come from, the mistakes that I've made, the inner narcissist that needed to be changed, and the inner empath that needed to be sh- to be more guarded so that other narcissists wouldn't come to me to hurt me. So that was what I'm leaving you all with. My gift to all of you going into 2022 <laughs> is to work on yourselves. Don't be afraid to do the hard stuff. Don't be afraid to grow and change. And whatever the hell you do, do not let the machine tear you away from the ones you love. Because that's exactly what it's trying to do. And watch The Matrix Resurrections. I keep saying revolutions because that was the last one. Resurrections. Watch it. Pay attention to every nuance. And my favorite character in the whole the whole thing wasn't any of the main characters. It was the Frenchman because when the Frenchman showed up, that was amazing because he talked right to the camera. <laughs> he was so fucking hilarious. And if you don't get it, like it's fine. But that's the he seems he was my favorite part of that whole movie. And um, I always have a saying at the end of each podcast, and I've had some random ones this this year. Um. So I'm going to have a random one now. I'm not going to sing. I'm not going to do a funny joke. I'm going to just say words. Ugh, God. See, I made myself cry before. And now I'm going to look like I'm crying saying this. But I'm just still like crying from before. So I'm just fucking. Okay. <clears throat> it's important for people to know this. <clears throat> I don't believe you know me. Although you know my name, I don't believe the thoughts I have are only mine to blame. I don't believe that magic is only in my mind. And I don't believe I'd love somebody just to pass the time. But I believe in you. And until next time, keep it hot.